Hello and welcome to the Film Reel Cast. This is an extra special edition. Today we're going to be talking about Comic-Con, Comic-Con London, uh, which was on the 24th to the 26th of October. And as usual, I'm joined by my good friend, James and Graham. Guys, how are you doing? Fantastic, fantastic. We're missing Nim again. We're, We're missing Nim again, aren't we, Graham? I'm, I'm trying not to cough as I'm drinking my coffee, because I'm about to cough, which is going to be very embarrassing. Nim could be a special guest in future. Guest um, starring, you know, like um, on yeah, those episodes. When he does TV arrive. series. Yeah. You know. But, but Nim did come to Comic-Con with us. Um, he turned up late. Yeah. As always, as we only expected from Nim. But sadly, he can't be here for the podcast. So uh, we will be doing another podcast, the uh, film review as usual. But we thought we'd do a, uh, a bonus one for you guys uh, to talk about our experience, our enjoyments, and uh, what we didn't like about Comic-Con, London Comic-Con. James, you've never been to Comic-Con before. I think it's your first time as well. What did you think? What we, were your we expectations? We were all Comic-Con versions, weren't we? Um, I had no idea what to think, what to expect. I know we kept on going on the website and being little kids getting quite excited about who's coming, like the fact that the Power Rangers are going to be there yes. and, things like that, and things like that on the Saturday. And um, a few of the a few of the Red Dwarf gang. I mean, when, even even in the queue, we're getting excited. There are people dressed up. I knew that was going to happen, but to actually see it in the flesh was quite impressive. I mean, uh, I mean, who has, you know, Wonder Woman one side of the queue and Spider Man right behind you? That doesn't happen normally, and it, no. but it happened at Comic Con. And even before we got in, I was quite excited. I was, I was so it was like being being a kid again. Um, I, I don't know about but I, that was just before I got in. Yeah, I was but, the same. I, I got on the obviously. We all went up there. We met up um, at Waterloo Station in London, um, travelling from different directions. And even from my hometown, when I got on the train, there was people dressed up as characters. And obviously, for those people who didn't know, there was uh, the Comic-Con Expo on that they must have thought, what the hell are these people doing? Why are they dressed up like that? (laughs) But even just seeing these characters, I mean, these were from the Cartoon Adventure Time, which is on the Cartoon Network. I instantly knew, because of kids who these characters were, and that just got me excited. And then it just carried on and on. And once we got up there, as you say, we got off the train, and as soon as you saw Stormtroopers, you saw Power Rangers, you saw Jedi Knights, you saw Aliens, you saw everything. Some of the pictures we posted on um, Twitter and Facebook. And that, I was just so excited. Straight away, got pictures (laughs) of Stormtroopers. And for me, it was fantastic. What did you think, Grant? Um... It was weird, probably the easiest way to describe it. I'm used to going to sporting events, uh, sports skills. Ah. <laughs> I used to go to sporting events, for those people who don't know, it was a running joke. Um, <laughs> I'm used to going to, go to sporting events instead of seeing uh, people dressed up. There was some right, um, best way to describe it, most friendly way, it was weirdos. You're not used event. to going kind of fanboy on different um, No, 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 the only thing I'll do is wear a rugby shirt or a rugby yeah. football shirt. That's, that's pretty much my, uh, my take on life. Um, yeah. So I, I texted the other half and went, there's lots of weirdos around. Best oh, one. that's but, harsh. But, but, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm... To me, it was brilliant. To me, I was, yeah. I was at home. It was like my sanctuary that... No, no, I felt accepted. Yeah, that all these people were there. I actually, I actually felt kind of cool great. for once in my life. I actually kind of thought, actually... But I thought, oh, it's a little bit weird. Am I going to enjoy <laughs> it? Am I not? But when we got there, um, and if anyone has seen um, Twitter, and the photos will go up on the website um, when we do the... Podcast updates. And what's the website? Remind it's me again. Filmworldcast.co.uk. We've got a new one now. Co.uk. Um, very special. We've got the domain name, so it's ours now. Um, very, very professional. We try to be. But it went, so when they go up on the website, um, you'll see the first thing we encountered 
uh, was the Stuarts and Stormtroopers, and um, he was like a little kid again, a little kid brilliant. again. Um, and then, as was so fitting and couldn't have probably worked out better for us, as our next episode, episode twenty-five, will be uh, Alien, two aliens. So Stu and James got their photos taken. Uh, with two aliens and so, these alien uh, yeah. outfits were fantastic the, the mouths actually moved and came out um, like in the uh, Ridley Absolutely. Scott film uh, the, and what impressed me throughout the day was just how much work how much detail people put it's attention into their to costumes. detail isn't it oh, that's it's the thing brilliant it's, it's, yeah, I, was, I was just talking to you about it on the day saying if you do fancy dress you go hard or go home there's no half measures and yeah. everybody there although yeah I say they're weirdos and stuff but you appreciate that everyone there has made such an effort. And it was nine o'clock in the morning we went as well. Mm. So these people must have been up since six. So some of them were body painting. We're not just talking I like... You spoke to one girl what time, didn't you? I think she said five in the, five in the yeah, morning. Yeah, she got up at five in the morning, yeah. yeah. It's not just even like light body paint. We're talking blue avatar people that were blue. Yeah. They weren't even just like a little bit of body paint and you could still see skin through it. They were blue. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was that type of thing that someone can enjoy something as much. Yeah. And, and actually come to an event and, and you know, with other like-minded people. Yeah. And, and it was, you know, very interesting. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And what I re- also really enjoyed, um, before we start talking about who was actually there, was the, the fact that all these people were so approachable that you could just walk up to anyone and have your picture taken or talk about what character they were. Because some of them, especially like the, uh, the manga characters that I'm not really into those comics at all or the cartoons I didn't know who they were but they'll spend ages really happy to talk about what character they were why they dressed up as that character and what they did everyone there was approachable and the atmosphere in itself was a really lively and really friendly and it was just great for me it was fantastic I absolutely loved walking around like just seeing these different characters because everyone was just so happy I, I just thought it was a brilliant place to go to yeah, and, if, and despite the fact that it was so packed, and obviously being being in London, you know, you, you, a lot of people stereotype thinking people are rude. I didn't really meet one rude person. No, it's like everyone was in it together. People went they there were. in acceptance of what they were going to get. And I mean, I saw some. Uh, there was some old girl there. She must have been coming on to sixty, and she was dressed up as Hit Girl from Kickass. <laughs> she was dressed in pink. She had the pink wig, and it was brilliant just to see that. Absolutely. I mean, during the day, she's either a grandmother or a manager or somewhere. But at the weekend, just for this weekend, she's hit girl from Kickass, and I thought it was brilliant. But yeah, so when we got in there, there was loads and loads of stands. I mean, there was Ubisoft, um, there was Game, there was, as I said, there was the uh, the Computer Exchange. Um, there was a Capcom stand. They were showing the uh, Monster Hunter Four. Um, Ultimate, which is due out um, about March. I'm a big fan of Monster Hunter. I, I, I went there the next day on the, on, on the Sunday um, and, and spent time with uh, my girlfriend's son playing the demo, two player, you know, yeah. fighting fight, fight a big ass monster. They had things like Drive Club, which has obviously been delayed if anyone uh, follows that until March. They, they, they had it there. They had a Pokemon stand there, the massive floating Pikachu, mm. where you could um, see screens of the new game. No demo, unfortunately, but, but they were handing out Pikachu hats and they were handing out demo codes, which which, um, which you could use. And they had the Konomi and the Bandai yeah. um, stand as well, and the PS4 one. Say the and they were obviously on the they had lots of Lego. Obviously, the Lego characters there were were absolutely huge. Yeah, there's a lot of Lego Batman 3, which is yet to be released uh, before Christmas. 
Um, which, which is uh, their big game for the uh, for Christmas. That's on the 14th of November, isn't there? Ah, oh, you're, you're better than me then. And they had the, the Borderlands, um, the pre-sequel game as well. Yes. There were loads of really great characters walking around um, from Borderlands, which I played the first Borderlands. I didn't follow it up and play, uh, play any of the other ones. Um, they had left, um, sorry, Dead, or, Dead, Alive. Dead or Alive 5 as well. There were lots of sequels. Uh, Assassin's Creed, Unity, um, Dragon Ball. And the Batman, as you say, Batman Free Beyond Gotham, and this was good because I had a big screen up, and Kevin Smith was talking because uh, he's one of the characters in there as well. He is. Uh, he was talking about the how his character, how he was approached, um, how the new characters come about. Yeah, the guy that plays the arrows, doing the voice for the arrow in this. Yeah, uh, and it, it, it's really, really, this game looks absolutely awesome. Uh, I mean, as usual on these games, it's for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, 360. Um, the Vita, the DS, Wii U, PC. It's coming out on all the different platforms. Uh, and it looks like, just going by um, what we saw on the screen, I mean, you could play this, but obviously it's really popular as well, that it's uh, you're going on missions as the, uh, the bad is going around shrinking different planets. Mm. And so you're going from planet to planet, um, trying to stop him from doing that. And that really, really looked at a great game that looked lots of fun Pokemon was uh, obviously featured heavily there wasn't it mm-hmm. which I've never played Pokemon but you're, fan, a, you're a massive fan what did you think of the Pokemon well, I, got, I, got my, I haven't downloaded the demo yet I've got the code quite excited I've got a couple of days off now so I'll be playing the demo due out November the 28th it's looking good it's Pokemon Alpha Omega I think and Ruby Sapphire or, or something like that it's remakes of um, the old believe I think third generation games um so it's not from the follow-on from the X and Y? No, X and Y is a brand new generation, and the, these people, they're remaking, they're, they're remaking one, one of the slightly older games, um, but, cha- but, but changing it enough so that people, it, even people about a decade ago plus that had played the game, you know, if you're, if you're a Pokemon fan then... And another people, thing I know, James, that want you're a massive fan of, um, which, again, I'm not so much of a fan of, but the wrestling game. Yeah, I played that on the Sunday uh, on the PS4 controller. First time I've actually played a game using the PS4 controller because I don't have one yet. I've asked for one for Santa Claus. How does that differ from the uh, PS3? Yeah. It's very similar. Um, Looks almost exactly the same from a distance. Up close, you've got a little mouse, almost a mouse pad, where you can click on on, um, for for browser things. And the triggers are... Um, the, the the left and right triggers are, are, are a lot better. Yeah. Um. And 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 it feels it feels nicer. But I've never had a problem, for example, with the Xbox 360 pad. I think that's to yes. me still that's a fantastic pad. The best well, pad, pad, yeah. Um. Very, you know, very similar. Comfortable. I, I guess it's just preference. Having said that, the PlayStation, the Sony pads, the PlayStation pads are always designed for supposedly for smaller hands. I'm more comfortable with that. Where bigger hands, they say, are probably happy with the Xbox 360. Yeah. I know you've got big hand, bigger hands than me, Stu. So yeah. if it was a Sony, I don't know. Um, so you played the W2K15 game? W2K15, yeah. yeah, John, yeah. The demo was uh, John Cena versus uh, Randy Orton. It was good. It was good. Graphics are absolutely amazing. They, they were out of this world. And they, they were graphics from the PS4, is that right? They were. It was, it was fantastic. That's due for release. Um, 21st November. of November, it says yeah. on here. So... Yeah, but there was um, Far Cry 4 as well. As I say, there was a lot of sequels. Samurai Warrior 4, Monster Hunter 4. Um, there were loads and loads of games. I mean, the only shame was that um, it was so popular, it was very hard to uh, 
to no. actually get on a console to it play was. any of these games. Having talking about popular though, yeah, and talking about what we liked, there was an American police car there. There was. There was, and I, I, everyone else was having photos taken with amazing costumes and various characters from various computer games, and I made a beeline because I'm really that sad for the uh, LAPD black and white that was there. Um, and uh, James did take some photos. They didn't come out very well. Um, Not as well as I hoped. Yeah, they probably will go on the website, but as he's uh, bringing it up now, just to... Uh, I don't know why he's trying to embarrass me when this is pure audio. Um, but he's... Um, yeah, got a picture of me in a black and white with a... Uh, with a it was very nice, though, wasn't it? It was. It was it, you know, it's, it's, it's quite nice. It's quite interesting. And uh, as we speak now, he is putting it on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I made a beeline for that. But it was also quite nice because it was right next to where all the famous people would sign autographs. Exactly, which takes on to uh, the next thing that I really loved about oh, the day. The silver tongue uh, devil. Well, that was the seamless link absolutely. there. He just it was, absolutely, and I'll tell you what, before, before we talk about anything, it, Graham, I'm sure you're... I'm sure I was in awe. I was in absolute awe. I know, I know, I know. I, I, know. Could, I couldn't believe it. From, from, a, from a bald 40-year-old man, I've never heard... He's like... I tell, you, charmer. I, I tell you, he could teach Barry Norman things. Not only about films, but the way... The, well, the all, way he needed, all he needed fantastic. was him talking, a bit of Barry White in the background, and low-level lighting, and that'll be it. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. I know you're going to be surprised about that, but there was, there was a, a segment kind of cut away where there was a, kind of people from like screen movies that are happening now um, and ones from the past for the older generations. Um, and you could either, there was photographs in front of them and things like that and you could either get them to sign a photograph or or like me, you can just walk up and just in their face and talk to them about anything. And these people uh, were really, really approachable. For instance, for those of our older years, who remember Kroll, which is a, an action-adventure film, 1983, it's a brilliant film. Anyone who's not seen Kroll, um, watch it. If you've got kids from nine and above, I'd say they'd really enjoy it. There was the actress, um, Lizette Anthony. She was absolutely fantastic. She was also in Mel Brooks' uh, Dracula. And she was so nice. Um, not only was she extremely attractive. Which helps you. Which helped. But she was so approachable and so lovely. Um, I had a really, really good chat with her about Kroll um, and Dracula. There was also... Emma Locke, who was also lovely in many ways. She was a fantastic lady. And she was the uh, the back end of the centipede in The Human Centipede 2. And we had a great conversation with her about... Oh, I had a great conversation with her about the how the film was made. Obviously, the second one was shot in London. Uh, and she was saying that because it was so violent, full of so much blood, that they decided to make it in black and white um, rather than put it in colour. Because... It, it was just so graphic. They really pushed the boundaries on the second one. And it, it, it's kind of centred around a lock-up where these people are taken to a lock-up where they're sewn together. And she was uh, was talking about the like a prosthetic bum that they duct-taped on the back of people. And in between the bum cheeks, there was like a bite piece, like a gum shield. And they were all told to bite onto that. And there was uh, glass on the floor. And she said it was really unhygienic. And she had to have shots and she got glass on herself. Uh, there was a bit where she gets shot in the head in the film and they put these um, explosives kind of Squibs, kind yeah, of. on the side of her head and uh, it was done to to an excessive point where there was too much and it, it exploded and she had to go to A&E 
um, to have her head stitched up. But she, again, she was just so willing to give me the time to, to talk about this film and what she's worked on now and other projects ahead that it wasn't a case of, go on, you move on so someone else can come up and possibly give me money for a photograph. She was just such a nice lady. Um, and also I spoke to, uh, again, this is for the older generation, uh, Susan Penhaligon, um, who was in a film which is a brilliant adventure film. It's called The Land That Time Forgot. It must be mid-70s. But it's uh, one of those films where they go back in time and there's dinosaurs and stuff like that. And, and again, she was a lovely lady, really, really approachable, really nice to speak to. And the cast, as you say, the cast of Red Dwarf, which is uh, an English sci-fi kind of comedy. Um, again, we all spoke to them and they spent lots of time talking to us about the podcast and the website and things, which was which was really good. So these people were all really, really grateful for talking to us in the end, I think. They came away thanking us, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bloke for Superman 2. Yes. Is it John O... John o, I can never pronounce his surname. John O'Hallorahan, isn't it? It, it? You pronounce it better than I could ever. Yeah, and he was there. And we spoke to him as well about Superman. And uh, we spoke about what it was like um, with the Richard Donner Superman compared to the new ones. And again, I mean, you were talking to him for a while, Graham, that how interesting uh, the Richard Donner film was and the well, we should do the Superman film and how controversial it was halfway through the, screen, uh, the director change and different direction it went on. And compared to the new ones, The Man of Steel... And we were talking to him about the podcast we did for The Man of Steel where we slated it. Yeah, how much we and, didn't uh, like it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, maybe we got a new fan out of him. I mean, Never he know. was a really good guy as well. He's massive, isn't he? He's, he's Even still, when we were talking to him, he's still got that presence about him that he's built like a brick shithouse still, even in his kind of senior ages. You don't want to mess. No, but I really enjoyed that. All of them, I mean, we took time to speak to them all and they were really, really nice people. So maybe when uh, we're big time... They'll take time to speak to us, but probably not. <laughs> well, as in, we'll not be big time, or even if we are, they won't no, we'll never be big time. All right, so. I got you. I got you. Also, um, we didn't obviously didn't speak to this guy. He's proper high profile, but Daniel Radcliffe. Who's he? Who again, he was, he was on Friday though, and we went on Saturday. So, oh, was he there? He, he was there on Friday. So yeah. there was a lot about the Devil in Disguise, the horns. Was it? Yeah, horns. Film the horns, film, yeah. Which sounds quite a good film, doesn't it? Do you know what it's about? I don't. It sounds it sounds a bit bizarre, but it's, he wakes up one day. He's got a girlfriend. Yep. Uh, he's quite successful, rich. His girlfriend gets murdered and raped, and he kind of uh, shuts himself away, a bit of a recluse. And he wakes up one day, and he's got these horns, um, and he can make people tell them um, their sins and the truth. Oh. And he uses that to try and capture the people who raped his uh, girlfriend and murdered her. Oh, that's cool. But it also turns him into like a devil and. It's a kind of a, in a battle about the power of, that he's actually got now against uh, the mission of finding who killed his uh, oh. his girlfriend. So that looked really good. And also, Monsters, Dark Continent, they were pushing that a lot. And I've never seen the original film. Apparently this is a follow-up um, where it's like zombies, uh, monsters have taken over the world in the first one. And this one that they're still going on different continents and they send these guys in on a mission to rescue humans who have been captured by monsters. That okay. sounds like quite a good film. That does, doesn't it? Yeah, but um, there was just so much there. I mean, we could talk. It could be an over an hour long podcast, another film, Extraterrestrial, about uh, a cabin in the woods. Kids go there, 
hopefully it will be better than Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, it's always quite bad. <laughs> yeah, and kids go there and uh, a UFO crash lands and they go and investigate and it's like a, a slasher kind of sci-fi film. Um, so that's that sounds different, but, but yeah, there, there was so much. And Welcome to Purgatory, that's good. That's got um, that John O'Hallahan in. That's the one. And uh, Bruce Campbell as well. And this sounds... It sounds like a bit of a bizarre film. It follows three strangers um, who die in terrible accidents and they wake up um, themselves in the purgatory. However, the gates of heaven and hell have been broken and they need to go on a mission to stop um, good and bad fighting each other. That sounds like a really crazy film. I'm sure if Bruce Campbell's in it, it's going to be full of blood and violence, um, like evil dead ones. But yeah, all in all, I thought Comic-Con was absolutely brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. The stands with uh, the, all the merchandise in. I mean, I was very tempted to buy uh, the miniature arc reactor, which was in the, the glass I, case. I kind of hoped you'd be wearing it now on your chest. I was, that would have yeah. been good if you had. Because, because it, yeah. I, that sent me a bit fanboy. That I, th- that. I think you missed out on that. That could have given you a bit of extra power. Well, there is another one in May that um, <laughs> we'll be hopefully going to. But all in all, my first experience of Comic-Con was one of sheer surprise of how much I really enjoyed I knew I'd enjoy it but just how much I really did enjoy it I thought it was a very good place to go and Stu I'm in completely agreement with you I, what, having said that yeah it's quite boring both same opinion what does Graham think? <laughs> Stunned silence no um, it was really good because got to look at a lot of, of the new stuff coming out a lot of the trailers for the new movies as Stu's mentioned a lot of the new games you could, if you could queue for the best part of however many hours, um, you could play play the games if you really wanted. Um, and as James is a very big Pokemon fan, we had to go towards the big inflatable Pikachu on several occasions. Um, I got a hat. He got a hat. He did get yes. a nice hat. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It was um, a strange uh, kind of event, really. It was like going to um, like the. London Outdoor Show and things like that. It's it's very geared towards a specific kind of fan base, but some of the stuff made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Some of the uh, Japanese type character type stuff that was really pink and fluffy. Um, yeah, but, the, I I have to agree with you on that front. I I know it is a, a huge thing, like the Asian pop fashion kind of. Yeah. But for me, it's very very strange. It it, it just comes across as Make, yeah, very uncomfortable. Yeah, making adults dress up as little girls, and I can't see the uh, the appeal to that. But no. it's obviously huge because they're massive stalls selling the clothes. But yeah, and the, and the the cosplay side of things was um, interesting with the with the specific, six hour queue. Yeah, to go see one one character, um, and and yet it she was, must have been super hot. She well, either yeah, or they're super stupid. One of the yeah. two. Um, because you can get a photo of her on the internet. I'm pretty sure she's not going to say a lot. Not if she's got six hours of a queue. She's yeah. not going to stand there. Um, but then, then there was a. The, it was interesting learning about like the cosplay and, and all that type of stuff and seeing the different uh, bits and bobs that they use to do cosplay. The thing that did concern me, though, was that big store right in the middle of the second hall that was selling what can only be described as massive offensive weapons. Like knives, yeah. BB guns, swords. <laughs> they were just giving to people as they were. Uh, and as we speak, they've just shown me the picture on Twitter of me holding a gun in a LAPD black and white. I've not seen this picture before. I know, it's a good picture, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to put this on, uh, on the yeah, website. We'll, yeah, we'll go on the website, yeah. Yeah, we'll go on the website. Uh, Filmworldcast.co.uk. Um, You're smiling in this picture. I know. I was like a kid in a You've actually got a Graham smiling. in a sweet shop. People who don't know Graham, he's often miserable. And he doesn't smile, but it's worrying that as soon as you give him a gun, he starts and smiling. And a police car. yeah. Yeah, oh, that's so sweet. You really look cute. Thank you. Thank well you. Well done. Well done. Yeah, it doesn't quite show off my manliness, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the the it was just weird. The stuff you could go and buy, but it was really just when we were um, me and James went and looked around uh, while you were trying to find Nim, and we went and looked at some more in depth. I think you and exited. They had for for for, for an I wasn't, un- I wasn't, unhealthy dose of fresh air. I was. That's I was saying. I wasn't going to say anything because I, I was. I'm a it. wanker. I didn't want to encourage it. Just case for younger listeners. I didn't want anyone listening. Mm. See, I care. Um, but yeah, we were looking around, uh, looking at the comic books uh, and stuff like that, and it was really, really good looking through all the comic books and seeing it was um, some of the, the really expensive we, ones. We there. found a forty-five pound Iron Man comic yeah. book. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And, and it was just yeah, really, really interesting. Some of it was a little bit out of my league, um, but other bits were, were yeah. amazing. It, it was and a also, long old day. What I really enjoyed was that we took time to in the afternoon to go and see was the animators who were there from different yes. um, comics. And just to sit and watch them draw off the cuff different characters was really, really impressive. The bloke from the Beano was really good. He was amazing. I used to walk past that publishing company every single day when I used to work in London. And, uh, yeah, and just it was just amazing. And the fact that. he's been doing that for 36 years and that I was buying the Beano back then. Yeah, so, we all were. Yeah, and I was I got the looking annual. at his illustrations. Up until about five years uh, ago. But these people are just so super talented yeah. and it was brilliant. So, I mean, as we do the films, we do our normal podcasts. James, what was your, your best bit and worst bit from the... Uh, worst uh, bit? From Comic-Con. Worst bit was Nim being late. Because part... I, 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 re- I don't... No disrespect to Nim, but the build-up to it, I think the fact that we're, we're all in the queue, I did not find any part of queuing up boring at all. No, I Despite found Wonder the... Woman very entertaining. Yeah, absolutely, cute, so. absolutely. But the fact that when you when you saw, and there must have been a thousand people almost ahead of us plus, yeah. yeah? And the fact that it, it was moving so quick and stuff. But the worst part I think was Nim not being there from 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 the beginning and beginning and not, not enjoying it. I think the the best bit was probably was the fact. I know it sounds it sounds cliche, the fact that it completely exceeded my expectations of what I thought it was going to be. I knew I was going to enjoy it. But as you said, I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. I don't really think I can pick an exact best bit. Well, that for me was the best bit. Walking yeah. out of there thinking, oh my God, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. What about yourself, Graham? So I'm used to cues and I'm a used five. to... Ma- five stars, by the way. Five stars. Oh, five, five stars. stars. Fantastic. Oh, five stars. I'm, I'm used to cues and I'm used to pushing and shoving from going to uh, like Twickenham and Wembley and stuff. But there were too many people. That's... The, the, when we were we were trying to look around some of the stands for like um this where, was about one or two o'clock yeah, wasn't where, it where the, where well, um not the 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 memorabilia stands uh, and you were look, uh, looking at stuff and, and but you can't because you're being almost pushed along by people so yeah. i don't know whether that was poor planning by where they're putting the stands or just the sheer volume of people where they um, were interestingly just at that point on sunday those stands weren't there you know right, right, right at the back yeah. Well, we were. It was like the edge of the of the arena. But then, yeah, but then, but then you lose Sunday. like some of like the little shops and stuff that yeah, are open. Absolutely. And and you and they use these events to go and you know get business and and show their wares and stuff. And that's what you want to look at. But we, I found it was just a little bit too busy. Whether they've got too selling too many tickets for the day or whatever. But it was a little bit kind of like 
it's something that you need to spend time looking at rather than it's not like the outdoor show and things like that where you're just going for specific things you want to look at everything because that's why we're there yeah. um, rather than oh you're interested in certain bits and bobs so that's the only downside for me was the fact that there was just not in a negative way well in a negative way but I think it's more down to planning than anything but too many people um, out of five you've got to give it a three out. and a half only because I went, I, went oh, I went to the NFL I went to the NFL on um, yeah. Sunday that had cheerleaders all right, not the best cheerleaders for those that... Did it have a 60-year-old hit girl, though? It didn't, luckily. No, it didn't, <laughs> luckily. Did. But, uh, yeah, I can't... I can't recall. But it, was, it was nice. It, yeah, it was the best bit was seeing all the new computer games and stuff and, and how much and detail the and stuff. And, and the police car. And the police car. I didn't want to even mention that, but thank you. <laughs> Stu, come on. I know it's yeah. going to be an epic one. Uh, no, I mean, I for me, as uh, James said, it ex- exceeded all my expectations. It was as geeky as I hoped it would be. And from the minute we walked off the platform and I saw Stormtroopers <laughs> there and the fact that their voices were microphoned and it, it was just brilliant. I, that was it. Everything was good. It was brilliant. Um, and, every, and everything was awesome because everything you had was your awesome. photos taken with some... Yeah, with Emmett. We met Emmett, didn't we? We, we, and we had we, a we picture did. taken with Emmett as well. So yeah, everything was awesome that day. Um, I mean, there, there wasn't a uh, anything bad for me. There wasn't anything when I came away and um, I spoke to the missus about it that I said it was absolutely crap and I didn't like. It was. I wish I could have just split myself into four people and covered the whole area quicker um, so I could see everything properly. But it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The costumes, the stands, um, the wonderful company I was with as well. That always helps. It was brilliant. The pub afterwards. The pub afterwards, the cider... The drunk feeling on the way home. Everything was brilliant. So for me, I'll give it a five and roll on May for uh, 2015. So are we? I was about to ask, but you've jumped ahead. Are we going to go in May? Yes, I'm going to go. Even if I have to take a day off work, I will go. Yeah, we're not. I don't think. I don't. I don't think we're working. So it's fantastic. Good. We're going. Yeah. So uh, that's brilliant. Hopefully, um, and this is, this is no promise. But we are, we are talking about actually trying to either get some video footage or at least trying in, uh, a few interviews, especially with as Stu says some some of these um some some of these artists that, that that do the comic, and they're so passionate and some of the the ideas they've come up with, like you know this like the zombie teddy bear thing. Yeah, that was brilliant, stuff. wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was it was fantastic, and even five minutes to get to get an insight on what they do and why they come up with the, these ideas and stuff. I think anyone anyone would would find that fascinating. And the fact that they were so willing to tell us. Yeah. about their ideas and where they came from and where they're going now. That's what was really good. It wasn't the fact that you could see them and they wouldn't engage with you. They were just talking to you and they were so happy to take time to talk to you. And everyone was like that throughout the whole day. There wasn't anyone who was dismissive of any questions you had to ask. No. It, it, they were just so upfront with being approachable and that was what made the whole day so enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. So I'll roll on the next one and I there thought it was go. great. So... But yeah, so we will be recording episode 25, which will be Aliens, uh, so watch out for that download straight as well. This. So yeah, straight after this, because we are that dedicated. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you enjoyed our points of view about uh, Comic-Con, we loved it, I hope you did. And, uh, abs- absolutely. Brilliant. So it's... Uh... No, fantastic, fantastic. Um, 
Oh yes, actually, special my mention, colleague Ryan. Uh, yes, special, special mention. Special mention. Oh, I'm going absolutely crazy. I was so. shaking my hands there, and Stu was looking. I know. At me I wasn't picking up. I was thinking. WTF? James oh, you, I was waiting for it as well. I, yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I was. I was just telling the moment. I'm at Conicon again. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we're speaking to. If you go on Twitter, there's a guy uh, I've been speaking to. Fortunate enough to come across is uh, Johnny D Pop. If you go at Johnny D Pop on Twitter. Um, He's suffered with uh, yeah, quite a hard life and he's uh, trying to turn himself around with uh, uh, mental health problems which, is, uh, which affects a lot of people, which goes unnoticed, uh, unrecognised, which makes it doubly hard to treat. But he's actually doing something about it. Um, he's a singer and songwriter based in the northwest of the UK and he's suffered all his life with mental illness. Uh, not been able to lead a normal life, he decided to do one thing. Um, rather than hide himself away, he's made and released and written a song to help raise money the awareness for mental illness all over the world and all the money from this song. Um, the song is Tell Me How You're Feeling Today, um, which will be on iTunes. Um, I'm sure you can look on Amazon and you can get it. It's a really, really uplifting song um, and it will just make a difference to these people and we just want to spread the word that someone is actually doing something about it and this could potentially change a lot of people's lives who need it, as I say. Um, so again, it's called uh, Tell Me How You're Feeling Today, and it's at Johnny D Pop on Twitter. Um, he's a really, really nice guy. He's very happy to talk to anyone and uh, look him up and uh, check out the work he's doing and just spread the word on and buy this song, Tell Me How You're Feeling Today. It's a really, really uplifting song. So I just wanted to give uh, Johnny a special mention because uh, he's doing a really good job to help people out. Absolutely fantastic. So, okay. And at the end of that, Carry on listening. We will be playing his song at the end of this podcast for a taster of just how good it is. And uh, tell your friends to go and buy it. It's very catchy. It is a really catchy song. And it makes it, it made us all smile. Let's be honest. It did. I, before I listened to this song, office, I didn't smiled. like James. We'd fallen out about something. Um, and at the end of it... We embraced. And we were skipping. And it, it, this is what it will do to you. So just beware. If you're on a train listening to this or in the car, uh, it'll just make you extremely happy. So uh, pull over, listen to this song. It is wonderful. Tell me how you feeling today. Are you feeling bad? Glad that we're together. Tell me you're feeling the same. Because I'm feeling bad. Mad about your baby. Cause
Santa. 